would not be dismayed. And we would not be shocked, nor would we be surprised. And in all these areas, we're not to walk in fear. Because he was more than, than a conqueror, for he was in his father. And so likewise, we are not only in his father, but we are also in the son, Yeshua, following his example. Amen? So do not be dismayed today about today's difficult message. Because it came from the lips of Yeshua. And there are times I say this to you, do not hear it, listen to the voice that you hear or look at the person that's standing behind this microphone, but focus on our eternal shepherd who is Yeshua. These are his words. And with that assurance, we know this, he shall sustain us no matter what we face in life. Amen? Amen. Today's message is, is entitled, Put Yeshua First. And I know most of us can say, well, I've already done that. Well, there are times and moments in our life when we get so caught up in what we see, what's happening to us, that all of a sudden we just go back to our old ways and we stop putting him first in everything that we do. So now let us turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 10. As Yeshua is, is instructing, he's sending out his Talmudim, that his disciples. He's sending them out into the world as sheep among wolves. But he tell them, tells them this, I want you to have discernment. I'm sending you both with discernment and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I'm also sending the Ruach, the spirit of the living God, with you so that I'm not coming out with you, but I'm sending you out. And he was setting up this principle so that all the generations yet to come would simply walk in the power and might of God's word that was demonstrated to them by those who shared the good news with them. Because if we're not about the Father's business making Talmudim disciples, then we're not fulfilling Father God's will for our lives. It's that plain and that simple. So let us begin. Chapter 10, verse 21. A brother will betray his brother to death, and he father his child. Children will turn against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but whoever holds out till the end will be, will be preserved from harm. When you are persecuted, not if, but when you are persecuted in one town, run to another. Yes, indeed, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A Talmud, who is a disciple, is no greater than his rabbi, a slave like his master. It is, is it not enough for a Talmud that he become like his rabbi and a slave like his master? Now, if people called the head of the house Be'el Zebul, which is Lord of the Fries, I looked up further definition on this. They gave an illustration. There wasn't a picture, but this was a word illustration. What they were saying about Yeshua, our Messiah, is that his face was covered with excrement. That's how much of a put down that they were putting towards him. That he was simply a fool running about, claiming that he was the son of God, but he truly wasn't. And just as Alan was sharing, or not Alan, but Tim was sharing today in our Torah portion, excuse me, prior to our Torah portion, 
through our traditions. He said that we get a, a glimpse and a small piece of Yeshua that's being revealed through the Tanakh. And that's true. Picture this, my brothers and sisters. The people that Yeshua was speaking to, they only knew the Tanakh, for the Brit Hadashah had not been written. And he was revealing to them, and he was pulling scripture out of the Tanakh and giving those messianic glimpses so that they could fully understand who he was and what he had called them to do. Let's continue. How much more will they malign the members of his household? He's speaking of his household. We are all part of Yeshua's household. Let's continue. So do not, so do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be uncovered or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, now listen to that as if Yeshua is speaking to you directly. What I tell to you in the dark, speak in the light. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim on the housetops. That speaks of intimacy. My brothers and sisters, we're now entering in a time in the United States that we have never seen ever before. Persecution of believers in the Messiah will increase. Why? Because Satan's time is very short on this earth. And you know what? The beauty of this, as persecution comes, our lights shall shine even brighter. Because Yeshua will be then living in through us, undeniable, before all people. We're not to walk in fear when these times come. Because we're to walk in our first love, fearing the Lord our God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen? And we're more than conquerors for those who are who, in whom? In Messiah Yeshua. Let us continue. Do not fear those who will kill the body but are powerless to kill the soul. Whose words are these? These are Yeshua's. He's our tender, loving shepherd. Rather fear him who can, can destroy both the soul and the body. In Gehenna, which is hell, aren't sparrows sold for next to nothing? For two for a Syrian, which is equivalent to our penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground without your Abba, Father's consent. As for you, every hair on your head has been counted. I've noticed as I've been getting older, he has to count my hair from time to time. I don't have as much as I once had. Some people say we still have plenty. That's true. So do not be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows. Isn't that a blessing to know? You know, when the enemy comes against you, and says you're, you're worthless, you turn to him and say, not shouting, but just speak the word as you would speak to anyone else and declare to him, I am worth many, many sparrows. And the Lord has counted every head, hair on my head. Whoever acknowledged me in the presence of others, I will also acknowledge in the presence of my Father in heaven. Remember that scripture that speaks about him separating the sheep and the goats? And he says to those who are goats, depart from me, for I never knew you. See, that's the one pronouncement, the one introduction that we want to have in heaven is that when Yeshua proclaims us as his own, his bride, 
continuing. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown him before my Father in heaven. You have no place with me. Don't suppose that I've come to bring peace to the land. Notice that the land. Which land is he speaking of? Paris, France? Tokyo? The land speaks of the land of Israel. Because the, nation, the Jewish people were to be what? A light to the Gentiles. Just as Alan was sharing in the Torah. Their wisdom and understanding was to keep what? God's mitzvot and keeping God's laws and honoring them. And you know what? In the latter days, the Jewish people, once they come to know Messiah in a greater way, shall be even a greater light to all the nations. The scripture that declares it in the latter days when people see a Jewish man walking down the street and they'll notice that he's wearing what? Zitzit. They will grab a hold of him and they'll say, tell us more about your God. That shall be fulfilled. And this is part of this, what's going on here, that Yeshua is declaring to this Talmudian. These 12 men who are going out to share the good news of the kingdom. It is not peace that I, I have come to bring, but a sword. That sword represents division in the household. Who do you love with all your heart, mind, and soul? Is it not the Lord? Goes on to say here, for I have not come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, so that a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Who is he quoting there? But Micah 7, 6. See, he's tying that up with the Tanakh in all this portion here. Whoever loves his father or mother more than he loves me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than he loves me is not worthy of me. Who's speaking those words to us? But, but our eternal Lord and Savior, Yeshua. We're to love him above all relationships. Because I tell you this, if you love Yeshua, and I've married many people through the years, when I go through the marriage counseling, the premarital counseling, I make first of all that both of these are covenant believers in Messiah. That they both love Yeshua. And I turn to them. Do you, and I ask them that question, is there anyone on this earth that you love more than Yeshua? And they've had to think about that. I said, this one that you're entering into covenant with, if this person would ever leave you out of your covenant that you have with Messiah Yeshua, would you be willing to let that person go and pray for them? So the Lord brought upon them conviction that they would return to him? That's what Yeshua is talking about here. Because I know this, that, you, that there, when people get married, there are three people getting married. It's not the officiant, the person that is presiding over the ceremony. It's Yeshua, that man, and that woman. I had to emphasize those two words right there because you know what our Supreme Court has decided recently. One man and one woman become one flesh but you know who is part of that covenant? Yeshua. Because you know there are times when, when marital couples go through conflicts and disagreements. But one, one thing that they can agree upon is that Yeshua is Lord over every decision in their lives. Then there's unity in everything. Bless the Lord. And anyone who does not take up his execution stake, 
that is the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Do you hear that? This is pure gospel coming from Yeshua. And you know, there are different aspects the Lord has showed me that I have to apply the execution stake in my own life and to follow him. Even though I desire something else, I am to put myself upon that execution stake and put him first. Because you know what? He put me first and he put everyone, all believers and non-believers first because he went upon that execution stake and died on our behalf. Am I not willing to do the same to him? Am I not willing to love him to the point that I'm willing to lay my life upon that execution stake and to die to my old ways? Continuing, whoever finds his own, his own life will lose it. But the person who loses his life for my sake will find it. For whose sake? Not your spouse, not for your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your favorite aunt or uncle, but for, your, for the sake of Yeshua. Let's continue. Whoever receives you is receiving me. Did you hear that? That's, we have to have that in our hearts and minds and souls. We are Yeshua's representatives here on this earth. God uses our personality to reach others as they see his life being lived out within us. Continuing, whoever receives you is receiving me, and whoever receives me is receiving the one who sent me. How will they know the Father and the Father's love if we're not allowing that to be lived out in our own lives? Let's continue. Anyone who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a reward the prophet gets. Anyone who receives a zadik, which is a righteous person, because he is a zadik, righteous person, will receive the reward that the zadik, the righteous person, receives. Verse 42. Indeed, if someone gives you just a cup of water to one of these little ones, because he is my Talmudin disciple, yes, I tell you, he will certainly not lose his reward. Think about that. When you minister to a small child who's recently received Yeshua as their Messiah and teaching them God's ways and even giving them treats or even giving them a cold glass of water, they're doing it in Yeshua's name because that is the next generation that the Lord will rise up to take our place because we should live our lives out as if we're the last generation because literally, in our lives, we are the last generation. Not many of us will live past 120 years, right? They say that in scripture that a generation is either 70 to 120 years, okay? And I believe this, God gives grace to those who pass the age of 70 so they can impact and let their light shine out for that next younger generation coming up, amen? And I believe with the health that, that people are going into very, very in the next generation here, we'll be seeing people live up to 120 years. So we have to be that light and that witness. So Yeshua gave us the warning to expect persecution for it to come. Has anyone here ever been out sharing their faith of the good news and ever been struck? I have. Has anyone here been out sharing their faith, and someone has literally pulled out a gun. They didn't point it at my head, 
but they pointed directly at me. And this person pulled the hammer three times, and the gun didn't go off. The person opened up the gun, saw that the, the bullets were, the rounds were in the, in the gun. They put it back together, and they just walked away in disgust. All right? Now, that was the hand of the Lord sparing my life, because when that person pointed that gun at me, I literally thought, well, Lord, I'm about to go into your presence. I have the opportunity, the high calling here to die as a martyr. But you know what? The Lord wasn't done with my witness upon this earth. And that's how we should live out our witness. Amen? Because I tell you this, in our workplaces, those of us who still work, bless, it's a blessing to be retired, but those who work in workplaces, there's going to be times when those co-workers there know that you're a believer and they will do all kinds of manner of evil against you to defraud you and defame you and maybe even do physical violence against you. Amen? But we're not to fear, right? We're to walk in the admonition of the Lord, showing grace, praying for those who despitefully use you. That's the reality, my brothers and sisters. It was written in the scripture here not just to think, oh my goodness, those poor people in the Middle East, those poor people who lived in Europe. But here in America, oh, we live in Disneyland. It will never happen here. But truly, my brothers and sisters, those times, the atmosphere is changing here in America. But you know what? Do not walk by fear. Because God will give us the grace and strength to overcome those persecutions and share our light to the world. Has anyone heard, read the book, Tortured by Messiah? By Richard Warmbrand? It's also called Tortured by Christ for him. That's a great book. And he writes in there how God gave him grace and mercy to face his persecutors, not once a week, but moment by moment for years. And you know what? I say this to you. Do not, do not be, let your hearts be filled with fear, but rejoice because Paul declared this. I want to know Messiah in what? In his sufferings. Wait a second. I haven't heard that taught or preached in congregations for years. Are you kidding me? That's throwback. That's gospel. And that's what we'll be facing, my brothers and sisters. Do not fear. For God will put the hope that is in you. Think of Stephen. When he was there and he's proclaiming the word of God. And he went from the beginning of, of scripture towards the end. A synopsis. And those that were hearing him, what happened? They, they started yelling. They plugged their ears and they started yelling. And they started running towards him. The scripture says. And they stopped and they put all their coats upon whom? The apostle Paul, who was then just Saul of Tarsus. So here was a witness before his very eyes. Because he was part of the group that was persecuting those who were following the way. So he probably instigated this crowd. The scripture doesn't go into all that detail. But we soon after reading that, what is he about? He's getting letters from the high priest in Israel, in Jerusalem, and he's going to, to there to Antioch, there, to go ahead and to bring persecution against the believers who are following the way of Yeshua. Damascus, thank you. I said the wrong city. I appreciate that. And so with going with that, here was a little testimony. 
And you know what, what, what Rav Shaul saw in Stephen's face? He saw the glory, the Shekinah, the Shekinah, the glory of the living God being emanated from his face. It was undeniable. And it bore witness in Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul's heart. And what did Stephen do? As they began to gather stones and stone him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. If it wasn't for the death and the blood of Stephen, Rav Shaul may have never came into the kingdom. Because later, as Rav Shaul is writing, he says, I'm the least of the emissaries, the apostles. Why? Because I persecuted the congregation. And when he was on his way to Damascus there, riding on that horse, he was riding on that horse, and he had a detachment of soldiers with him going there. And it was daylight. And the scripture says that a light came and it blinded him. And he fell off that horse. He could not see. And then he was led into that city. And it was a few days there. And think about this from Rav Shaul's perspective. He was serving the living God by persecuting those on the way. He believed that, and there was no one who could biblically debate with him over that issue. So who had to arise? But Yeshua, because he heard a voice that speak to him. Shaul, Shaul, why are you persecuting me? Notice this, my brothers and sisters. When the enemy arises and he uses human beings to persecute us, who is he truly persecuting? Yeshua. And so with that, we see this in the scripture. It goes on to say that a man came and he laid hands on him. After Rav Shaul came to the end of himself, and he was crying out before God, not understanding why was he afflicted with blindness? Because this, he was going through his natural sight, natural ways. And he needed an undeniable revelation that it was the hand of God that blinded him temporarily, that his eyes, that the veil of his eyes may be removed and that he'd be able to see as never before. And that was when he met Yeshua. I know the scripture says there, he asked, well, who are you? And he says, I'm Yeshua. He says that to Rav Shaul. Think about that. That was the name that in Saul's mind was a curse word. Because Yeshua in his mind was a false prophet that was leading the Jewish people away from Abba, Father God, and the Torah. That's what was literally happening, my brothers and sisters. And so think about that. When he heard the name Yeshua, at first it appeared to him as a curse word. But when Rav Shaul, who was a rabbi himself, who had been taught by Gamiel, knew what the root word of Yeshua is, salvation. Talk about revelation. 
Talk about someone's life who is turned inside out and put aligned truly with God. And that's why as we study and learn, and I encourage you to do this, study the life of Rav Shaul. Here's a man who is ultra, ultra orthodox in his beliefs as a Pharisee. And if God can reach him, the Jewish souls of the lost sheep of the house of Israel who dwell in the state of Minnesota, God can reach any one of them. But you know who he's going to use? You and I. Why does the seed of Abraham exist? For the lost sheep of the house of Israel and all the people who are called from the nations, the Gentile nations, to reach them with the good news and the hope that is in them. Amen? Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord.